Hi, I'm Terry. <laughs> and I'm Erin. <laughs> and we're keeping, keeping busy. busy. You know what's really weird is that every time I have to stop myself from saying I'm Erin. <laughs> like instead of your name or finishing yes. the intro? Oh. No, instead of my name. If we had an episode on April Fools, then we can try and trade names. Yes. But alas, it is not April Fools. Not anymore. Nope. Last time we were together, we decided to make, for Mexican Independence Day, Cinco de Mayo, some pan dulce. And it seems like in my small amount of uh, research that I did, that the ones we chose are actually called conchas. Mm, I did see that. As in like a a concha shell. So I'm going to ask you, did you make the fancy designs on yours? (laughs) No. (laughs) I did not. Did you? I I did not. I was looking at them and I'm like, oh man, my designs are totally going to come out awesome. I had plans on how I was going to do it. I was going to use different, instead of using a knife or something, I was going to use all my different sized biscuit cutters and do the small ones on the sides and the bigger ones as they come to the middle and really make it look like a super cool seashell. And it didn't turn out like that. Did you attempt it? No, I did not even (laughs) attempt it because I was totally in my mind the consistency of the topping was going to be so different. Ah, okay. Um, and then when I realized the consistency of the topping, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to even try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we used the recipe from the Spruce Eats, which we apparently use a lot yeah. of. The Spruce Eats, they have some good stuff on there. They do. Did you look at other recipes or did you just do this one? Um, I looked at a couple other recipes, um, not so much for the recipe content, as just getting an idea of how, you know, they're made and what people have to say about them and see if there is any hints as to consistency and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. throughout the making process. Mostly I just used this. I did make one change. Mm-hmm. And that is when I was making the topping, I tasted it and it seemed just... I mean, this is probably what it's supposed to taste like, but just sweet. And so I actually added a little cinnamon (gasps) to my topping. Twinsies! Did you? Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad I did. Are you glad you did? Yes, very much so. I think it helped a lot. Oh, me too. So I really liked it. Yeah. So how did they come out? Uh, They came out surprisingly good. Yeah? Uh, I had a horrible time making this. (laughs) Did it have anything to do with the recipe, though? Uh, no, it had to do with my three-week-old baby, mostly. Yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that I could do... So this recipe has you making the dough, and then it rises for 45 minutes, and then you divide it into pieces, and then you rise for another hour, and in the meantime, you make the topping, and then you put it all together, and you you roll out the topping, and it's just like... I don't know why I thought I had time for Which that. Which sounds super basic if you don't actually have a newborn. <laughs> yeah. And I, the day that I chose to do it, she normally goes down for a three to four hour nap right in the middle of the day. And that day she just was not interested in that. Anytime you plan on what they're going to do, is they're totally not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. Learned a good just lesson period. there. <laughs> But for all that, uh, the buns came out really good. 
they're they're a little dry but truthfully that's what they kind of taste like when I get them at the, the bakery down the street which is why sometimes I'll, I'll cut them open and put some jam on it or you know, it eat them with coffee. It actually seems like that's also kind of the style. Yes. So I don't know um, where I was reading it but uh, when they originally started making uh, breads like this, these sweet breads, um, some person, I don't remember who it said, but actually broke the thing in half and dipped it in sweetened hot chocolate mm. and then was eating it like that. Mm-hmm. And so it says, you know, people traditionally still will do that, either dip it in, you know, coffee. And I know I said I was going to make Mexican coffee and I didn't end up doing that. <laughs> I still want to do it, though. Um, or chocolate. And so I actually made myself a cup of hot chocolate right here. So I'm going to try it because I didn't do that before. Okay. Although they are very good when they are right out of the oven, mm-hmm. too. When they're still really just soft. Yeah. So, okay. From- try it now and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually dipping bread in hot chocolate is not something I would think of. Mm-hmm. But it is pretty enjoyable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I was really happy with the consistency that it came out with um, and that the topping I thought it was really good. I think I put, shoot, I think I put a tablespoon of cinnamon. Does that sound like too much? Maybe it was a teaspoon. Oh, I think it was a teaspoon. That does sound like a lot. I actually just took the bo- bottle and it's like one of the shaker top bottles. Mm-hmm. And I just went Phew, twice. I just shot it into my bowl of stuff twice. Yeah. So it was probably like a teaspoon, maybe a little less. Yeah, I think because the, the vanilla had, it was three teaspoons of vanilla extract, and I would not have dirtied another measuring thing if I didn't have to. So it's probably a teaspoon of cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, probably a teaspoon. I did think when I was making them that the, this was something that I thought was curious, that the bread dough had too much flour in it. I almost didn't put in the last half cup of flour because it calls for three and a half cups of flour. Mm-hmm. And after putting in the three cups, it says, you know, do it cup by cup. After putting in the three cups, I'm like, another half a cup is too much flour. Like, I was having a hard time getting it incorporated to begin with, and I didn't want to over-knead the dough, mm-hmm. overwork it. Um, but I ended up putting in the extra half a cup of flour. And then the weird thing was that when I was cutting up the dough balls into the 16 pieces, I was like, wow, this dough is so sticky. Yes. <laughs> like, it seemed like it wasn't going to take as much flour as it did. And then it ended up being sticky anyway. Yeah. And which I thought was strange. I think all dough recipes should mention if it's sticky or, you know, just the general consistency. Yeah. Yeah. My husband asked me, he was like, oh, so how are these going to come out? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean you have no idea? Like, he makes beer, and he knows when looking at a recipe what the beer is going to come out like because of the ingredients and what you do with them. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that with maybe cookies or a cake, Mm -hmm. but I'm not really – I don't really make a lot of yeast breads. Yeah. And so, like, when I look at the instructions for a yeast bread, I really just don't know (laughs) is it going to be – fluffy is it going to be dense is it supposed to be crusty is it supposed to be have like this big open pores in it i have no idea yeah and so when i make it the only after thing is i taste it and do i like it i don't know if it's right (laughs) right (laughs) but do i like it and it it tells you to let it rise two different times 
and it doesn't tell you how much it's supposed to rise. So I was sure that mine weren't rising enough and that they would be dense and stupid, but they came out pretty good. And yeah. so I just, whenever there's a yeasted um, dough recipe, I just want as much detail as they can give me about consistency and all the things that are happening to it. And Me too. This, I agree. Yeah, this recipe doesn't give me that. So I was anxious the whole time. I've actually never had one of these before. <laughs> so I'm not sure how close mine are to like what they're supposed to be. But everyone in my house liked them. So I would definitely make them again. Yeah, I think if I had a weekend when my husband was actually home instead of trying to do it, just me and the baby, yeah. I would do these again. And actually, the the um, yeast dough itself is not it's not difficult. No, you know it's it's not hours of kneading, and it's not like three different rises and punch it down and and roll it out and do all kinds of crazy things. You're really just mixing it, right? And then letting it sit there. So, I mean, it's not all that much different as far as effort is concerned um, to like a cookie recipe, except that you do have to let it rise and that can be a time constraint. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the four, it has four eggs and then it says at room temperature beaten. And I was definitely lazy with that and I regretted it. I really thought that I had screwed up the recipe with those um, because I did, I did beat them a little bit, but I was, I didn't leave them out long enough to become room temperature yeah and it specifically says to um, slowly add them so you're creaming shortening and sugar and then as I was slowly as I was not slowly adding the eggs <laughs> I just saw it kind of separated yeah the lumps of shortening and I realized oh my god I have cold eggs that I just dumped in here it's never gonna all mix together but luckily it eventually did if I when I whipped it fast enough yeah, just use a little um, more elbow grease, a little more KitchenAid motor power. So I want to see a picture of yours, too. Oh, yeah. I will send it over. I also would love to go to one of these pastry places that have a million different kinds of these sweetbreads. Uh-huh. Because apparently the varieties of art just friggin' endless. And there are ones that are filled with cream and jams and ones that are topped with different kind of stuff and different shapes and sizes and consistencies and I would not mind trying them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cute. Look at your little batch. Yours are so neat. What? The um huh? the topping. It looks like perfectly shaped. Oh, thank you, but I don't I think they look very much like yours. I think that the toppings on mine when I rolled them out um, ended up in very different uh, diameters because I was trying to do like two between baby screams and then I would run back and do two more and so some of them I had the topping like really draped over the ball and the other one where it was kind of too small for the bun Mm. and I'm not sure if it's over time this has happened uh, but uh, the first couple that I the first one or two that I ate, the topping stuck to the bun really well. Uh, and then, like, the one that I had this morning... that kind of crumbled off. Yeah, the topping was just, like, a separate thing that yeah. I was eating with it. And that could be maybe, um, you know, absorbing moisture from the air. Or it could be that I just didn't squish the topping down on that one hard enough. I'm not sure. I think I didn't squish my topping down hard enough on any of them because I was worried about popping the yeast bubbles inside the bread. I'm like, I don't want to crush my just freshly risen breads. Yeah. 
So I really just kind of draped it on and patted it in place, which is another reason I didn't do the designs because I was like, oh, if I cut designs, this crumbly topping, Mm -hmm. it's all going to fall off my buns. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's why I didn't end up doing the designs because, I mean, you make it and it sounds like it's going to be kind of fondanty where it's going to be kind of pliable and workable. But really, it's like almost a shortbread consistency where it's just barely holding together with the amount of shortening that's in there. Yeah. And when you push down on it, it starts to crumble apart and break. Mm-hmm. At least mine was like that. No, mine was like that, too. I I uh, split it up into the individual um, was it, 16 balls of topping to go with your 16 buns. And I ended up putting two pieces of wax paper and I put it between them and I rolled it out like that with a rolling pin. Yeah. And then trying to get it off of the wax paper, it would, you know, fall apart. It wouldn't stay in the circle. I actually found something very helpful. I have an offset spatula. I was rolling them into balls individually and then patting them out by hand. And then I used the offset spatula to get underneath them all of the way before lifting them and putting them on the buttons. Oh, that's a good idea. Instead of trying to peel them up off of something. Mm -hmm. So that seems to work pretty well. The lovely thing about this podcast is we've finally found our way into springy summer weather. Woohoo! Woohoo! It is about time. Yes. And what that means is that Memorial Day is coming up. Yes, it is. The annual start to summer vacation. (laughs) It's time to start camping. It's time to start fishing. It's time to start whatever the heck you want to do outside. You can finally plant your plants outside. Without fear of them dying a frozen death. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, being that Memorial Day is coming up. We have chosen a fun treat that uh, really epitomizes the spirit of the outdoor gathering and that would well be well said well said oh, thank you uh, we are going to try and make a s'mores rice crispy treat yeah and this is fun because well everybody loves rice crispy treats and everybody loves s'mores and this is something that you can bring to a gathering that will take a, a million years to put together and that everyone can enjoy so i'm very excited for this I am very excited for this, too. And I think it is lovely that you can bring the taste of a delicious, wonderful s'mores to a Rice Krispie bar Mm -hmm. instead of having to, um, you know, get your whole self covered with marshmallow and chocolate. Because literally, when my children and I make s'mores, there needs to be an immediate shower following. (laughs) (laughs) Because everyone is just covered with sugar. So having this in a bar form, I think, will be like a heaven sent for me. Mm-hmm. I found this one recipe at reallifedinner.com. And I like to look at this one because it looks like it actually has pieces of real graham cracker in it and mixed in with the Rice Krispie treats themselves. Yep. I think the only thing this recipe is wanting is an additional topping of mini marshmallows that are torched into toasty goodness. Ooh, that's a good idea. I might have to do that. Because I also have one of those 
delightful little creme brulee torches, which is just too fun to use. Yes, I have one of those and I rarely use it. So this would be a perfect opportunity. And I do like that um, it's not, the marshmallow isn't just the stuff that's melted down, sticking everything together. They also have some mini marshmallows, like whole ones sticking in there, which is lovely. I like that too. It makes it much s'morier. Yes. So So I like to look at this one. So this is the one I'm going to use. Yeah, I think I will use this one as well. There was, um, yeah, I'll probably use this one. Heck yeah, looks good. Mm-hmm. I want it right now. So what else have you been up to? Um, nothing. <laughs> oh, I mean, not really nothing, but I haven't really been crafting anything. I spent all of yesterday, I've been doing yard work. Mm. That happens when the weather's finally nice again. Yeah, so we ordered eight yards of mulch Oof. and got it delivered this weekend. So yesterday I spent basically <laughs> from... <laughs> From sunup to sundown, weeding and mulching. <laughs> you know, that should count. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's keeping busy. It's just not really doing anything Yeah. joyous. <laughs> what have you been doing? I almost made a second cactus. <laughs> Are you serious? Awesome. Now, it's like tiny, and I haven't even finished it. <laughs> Did you finish the first one? Um, I finished the pieces, but I didn't assemble it because I was going to wait until, um, I had, I was going to make a bunch of different cactuses. Oh, right. And make an entire little succulent pot. Right. So I didn't want to assemble it until the end so I could see where it would go and everything. At least that's my excuse. So I almost made another cactus, but not quite. Next weekend is uh, the the town that I live in has a annual steampunk festival. Oh, yes. Um, And last year, uh, if you go back in the episodes, I had made myself a jacket and a hat to go with it, to to wear. Love that hat. Yeah, I'm really happy with the hat came out, how the hat came out. Uh, The jacket was a little bit too big and not, didn't have it like structure or form. So since I'm bigger this year due to all this wonderful baby weight, I think maybe I'll be able to rock it. And I, nice, it'll fit. Maybe, I haven't actually tried it on. I've done that before. Like, I have stuff that actually looked better on me when I was bigger because then it just, I was able to actually fill it out. Yeah. I was like, oh, I see how this works. <laughs> this is how you're supposed to wear it. I was trying to think if I could this week, and I know it's a stupid idea, somehow... So my baby, a steampunk something. Oh my gosh, you are a crazy person. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never be able to do it. I mean, you are insane. <sighs> but wouldn't it be adorable? It's too late. Yes. I, I this this. Events... This is the same thing that I do though. Like being someone who likes to do crafts can sometimes be this huge problem. Because we decided, um, not last year, but the year before, to go to King Richard's Fair. Mm -hmm. And literally the night before, I was like, but I can sew bracers for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I have leather. I have an awl. I can lace them up. And and my husband is like, please, oh my God, stop. This will be insanity. You have to just just stop and then go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a pattern. I don't have a fully formed idea. I might have some scraps of fabric, but it's like, I could. 
I could probably whip something together if I start right now. Yeah. And then I'll hate myself halfway through it, and I'll be miserable at the end. You know what? Just make her a black and white striped circle skirt with some ruching on the sides. Ruching? Ruching. Ruching. I think it's ruching. Circles? What is a circle skirt? Like, you literally cut out a circle, oh. and then there's your skirt. Oh, no. You cut a hole in the middle for your waist. I think I have uh, some leftover fabric. I bought this really beautiful, ornate-looking fabric for the hat. Yeah. Um, and the, the pattern just said, like, accent fabric or whatever. And I ended up using barely any of it on the inside of the hat. And I bet I could do something adorable, just a simple skirt out of that. I think I have a bunch of it. And she's tiny. She doesn't need a lot. Exactly. That would be cute. It could be something little and cute. You could do it. I could do it. So maybe I'll try that. But I haven't actually done anything lately. A little short version of this is kind of what I was talking about. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. Or just a link, because it turns out I don't know how to send pictures. Oh, I see. I could do something simple like that. But without the, like, all the underskirts. Yeah. Just, like, some baby leggings. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Just a cute outfit. Of course, then I'll put her in her little baby carrier and you won't see her outfit at all. Nope. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, I actually, for the King Richard's Fair, made a little outfit for my daughter, who was only less than a year at the time. And I made her, like, a little corset top out of an old t-shirt and laced it up and uh put a little skirt on her with some leggings and like made her look kind of like you know peasanty uh-huh. and then stuck her in her carriage and covered her up with blankets <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh well, at least you know that under there she's adorable yes it's true <laughs> so we'll see maybe next episode i will surprise Everyone, including myself, with an adorable baby something that I wore, or she wore, <laughs> to the steampunk festival. I wouldn't put it past you, because you have this amazing ability to decide to do something and then actually do it. Yeah, but I'm usually pretty miserable during it, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But either way, the next time we get together, we will have made s'mores rice crispy treats. Yes, we will. And that will be glorious in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That will be wonderful. I'm not sure I'm excited about the making part because I don't know why, but Rice Krispie Treats actually do intimidate me a little. But I am excited about the eating part. I think it's the melting of the marshmallows and the mess it makes and the stickiness. Yeah, Cleanup right. is never that's good. Then That's why I never make it, but they're so good. They're so good. Every once in a while, when I'm all by myself, I'll buy myself one of those you know, personally wrapped yeah. Rice Krispie Treats at the store. Yeah. <laughs> and eat it before I get home. <laughs> there you go. They're never the same, but they're really good, too. Yes. I think that they have that, like, preservative taste to it. They do. But I would eat, like, ten of those before I probably make my own. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> I The thing that I like about them is they're just so soft. Mm-hmm. And I just have never been able to get that super squidgy, marshmallow, buttery consistency with my own. I never have the right marshmallow to Rice Krispie ratio. I feel like I undersell uh, the marshmallows and then it's just kind of like sweet Rice Krispies. Hmm. I feel that way too. There's never enough marshmallow goo. 
I'm going to follow this recipe, but I might just do more marshmallow goo. We'll see. I'm interested to find out how these come out. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had, uh, if you made the sweetbreads for Cinco de Mayo and you did a fun twist on the flavors, uh, let us know at keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com and check us out on Facebook where we'll post pictures of our sweet buns. What, what? Uh, sweet buns. So just search for Keeping Busy Podcast on Facebook and you'll find us. Until the next episode, so have a great Mother's Day and uh, give these Rice Krispie Treats a try just like we are and bring them to your Memorial Day barbecues or whatever. And until we speak again, we'll, we'll be, be keeping, keeping busy. busy.